What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Buttenders podcast. It's your boy Jarrell, and I got my partner in crime, Ricky. I say Ricky, Rocky. <laughs> I blended my words. I was gonna say with me and Rocky at the same time. <laughs> that go. No, dude, it is hot in Vegas, man. There ain't nothing hotter than what's going on in Vegas right now. I swear, like if you're sitting at home and you're wondering what we should be doing, you should be getting your ass on the plane and going to Vegas because we need the tourism, right? It dropped a little wow. bit because uh air, airline prices are just skyrocketing like nuts. Uh but speaking prices. of <laughs> speaking of getting high and high prices and things of that nature and all the things that are hot, <laughs> we're uh we got a really special guest with us today. Um we have um Taurus. Is it did I say that right? Yeah, you said it perfect. Perfect okay. Taurus. Tar- Taurus. Taurus wrote a book called don't let it smoke you. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So, um, Jarrell, I'm excited yes. to have this guest on, man. Yeah. We barely we barely have uh, <laughs> authors on, and this makes me super excited. Super excited. Was able to uh, chop it up with him a little bit at the uh, at G4, and I just love what he was all about, man. So I was like, yeah, we got to get this dude on. Absolutely. So, um, bro, Tars, we appreciate you hopping on, my man. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you both for the opportunity. Um, I appreciate that, seriously. And so, um, just tell the people a little bit about yourself, uh, like your background, where you're from, and everything. Yeah, for sure. So, and I'll say it in the short too. So. Uh, my name is Taurus Batiste. You already said that, but uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, a Cartersville, Georgia, to be exact. I just went to college in Atlanta, um, moved out to Seattle from there. You know, growing up, played sports just like a, a lot of young men, right? Uh, was into shit all the time, just like a young man as well. And uh, and got into smoking weed at a young age. And uh, and yeah, man, that's what the book and the concept is all about. I talk a little bit more about that as we go, but that's a little bit more about me for sure. Right on. Was there something in your past or um, in the, the you know that happened before that made you um, touch on this subject? Yeah, it was a few different things. I'll just I'll just start off. So when I was a little younger in high school, right? Um, I'm 29. You know, I, I think I think both I think we're all around the same age, right? Y'all might be a little bit younger than me. But, you know, growing up, weed wasn't as legal as it is now, right? So. You have, I had a bunch of shit. Absolutely. Say shit. Do I, is it okay if I cuss on here? Okay, oh, just yes. making sure. I had a bunch of like, on one end, I had a bunch of people telling me like, what's bad about we, right? You got the devil's lettuce, all the stuff you hear, right? My mom in my ear, right? And then yeah. on the other end, I loved it because I, I felt good. It was relaxing me. So I had to figure out balance and everything around that. So that's where it started. That's usually how it um, starts for most people, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But it depends on who you are. Some people listen to what the people tell them and some people kind of go out their own way for sure. So Facts. it's one or the other. Yeah. yeah. How how did like your uh, your sports background play into your like your your interest in like the cannabis industry or just like the uh that cannabis world? Were you was it like super prevalent when you're like in the sports world? Yeah, so not when I was playing, uh, we didn't have like CBD bombs and shit that they could use, right? We just kind of did it on our own. Actually, we were still getting drug tests. Um, so we kind of just did it like underground. We all kind of hung out. 
it was a part of like the culture, you know, you all get together, you have sessions, you all get together, you, you, you meet, you watch team meetings in the session and the weed was all a part of that. So that's how we enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, man, I think I, everybody I knew that was in a, some sort of a sport, you know, it smoked, smoked cannabis. And it yeah. sucked because, you know, there are, at the time there was rules and regulations and everybody sure. was afraid they were going to get pinched or not be able to play. You know what I mean? So that must have been yeah. a tough time. It was tough figuring it out for sure. Uh, listening to the coaches and stuff. Very so that's what I love to do. So yeah, for sure. So I, I want to get into your book a little bit because um, I think like right off the bat, I want to tell people like it's not a deterrent or like a hey don't, don't smoke weed. It's just saying hey, this is how you can do it responsibly. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely for sure. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So like, what are some of the um, like the things you touch on to like get people to you know control it or don't have them control it or have, have don't have the weed yeah for sure it. so the first part uh, i kind of go into the book the first part of the book is the story right about how it kind of controlled me and the second part is the book i kind of go into the systematic way of how it can't control you so the reason why you're using right is it because you're with friends is it because you're kind of lonely is it because it's what you like to do and kind of making it for you how it kind of works around that like the power of when i had to realize when's my favorite time to use is it mornings? Is it nights? And if I'm trying to wing off of it, what can I put in place to kind of maneuver around that? You know what I'm saying? So just little things like that. Not really quitting, man. Just figuring out ways to kind of manipulate it in a way so it's just be an asset for you for sure. So I think that's important because um, overconsumption with anything could become a problem. And um, like your tolerance is all out of whack. So I think it's important to to keep that under control. You hit that right uh, right on point, man. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not telling you not it's not telling nobody not to do anything or not to do what you want to do for sure. So that's what I'm all about. I think you have to have like a really there is no other vice in the world because it's not really a vice. It's actual people think it's a vice, but it actually helps people. Right. So it's like more of a medical thing for a lot of people because it'll calm you down. It helps you uh, physically, medicinally. You know what I mean? We can't say that in this cannabis industry because nothing's really tested or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I know that, my goodness, if something doesn't go hand in hand, it's going to be sports with cannabis and relation yep. and building relationships and relationships with cannabis. You know what I mean? Because you yep. have to have a relationship with cannabis. It's the only, I've never smoked cigarettes and was like, I have a relationship with smoking. Every time I just wanted to quit because I knew it was a vice and it wasn't good for me. But with cannabis, it was kind of different, right? Because you build a relationship with it. Man, I needed you. When you were, when I needed you, you were there. You know right. what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like it's built, yeah, it builds yeah. a relationship in a lot of ways and it helps to mend things. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And on top of that, like, it, you know, you don't have to. Nowadays, you don't have to do it in a way that seems bad, like smoking, right? You know, now yeah. you can do it in all type of ways to kind of hide that. So that's pretty cool, too. And that's just for the individual who want to handle it that way. Yes. Not myself. I don't care who I smoke in front of. I'm just talking for the individual who want to kind of yeah. microdose and, you know, clean a hush hush. You can do it in that way, too. So, yeah. Okay. So um, what made you decide that a book to, to write this book? Because honestly, I worked in the book industry for a really long time. And that thought process to even get to commit to it is tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it took eight years because I had to do research. <laughs> I wanted to speak to like um, Carla Lowe. I don't know if y'all know Carla Lowe. She was on Nancy Reagan campaign to say no to drugs. 
So I went to speak to her to figure out like, okay, what's, what's really going on? What's going on in the future? Uh, but it's, it's so, it's so tough. Like well, the reason why is because the cannabis industry is so scattered. You just mentioned, like, we don't even have all the um, facts yet. Right. So it's so scattered. So for the most part, we're hearing what's going on. What's, was this sativa, this indica, right? You know, people don't even know about terpenes and the terpene talk, right? So it's so much stuff to go in there. And I think uh, it's just heavy on like self-awareness and self-education. So you can kind of learn on your own. Um, so you don't have to kind of get fall into that masses. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. And that's what the book and that's what I preach. And that's what I'm all about. And that's what I want to create around the book as well while we smoke and kind of use in other ways. for. So, yeah. I think that's important like to, to, to be self-aware and do your own research because like we said all the time, cannabis affects everybody differently. So there's no like cookie cutter way to, to kind of go about it. You just yeah. got to figure out what works for you. Um, and like you said, like people have different triggers or different reasons for why they smoke. Absolutely. So, um, like it's important to like to know those triggers, but like how long did it take for you to figure out like your triggers or your motivations behind smoking? Oh man. Like your true motivations. Oh man, it took probably about probably about nine years for sure. Cause at first I was just smoking with my friends, you know, you ain't aware of triggers, then you just having fun, shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as you kind of started to wing, wing off, I'm gonna be honest with you, I got released from the Falcons. When I got released, I still had the pattern of smoking, but I wasn't making the money. So yeah. my habit was, and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta shake off of this. And that's when I started to learn my triggers, what made me smoke, like, you know, why I started to kind of up get upset and kind of go around certain things. So yeah, and I'm just being vulnerable with you for sure. So, yeah, that that takes a lot because, um, like you said, like it's better to check yourself than have somebody else check you. That's oh, yeah. what I feel like. So oh yeah, it takes a big person to kind of sit down and, and make that evaluation of yourself and say, all right, this is this is what I'm doing with myself. How can I change it if you want to change? Absolutely. Yeah. And like, damn, it, and it's I, a process. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 how you actually utilize the plant right so if you're sitting around and you're just gonna chill and you're just smoking the smoke what are you gonna do what what value are you gonna add to to your day if you're not you know what i mean if you're completely couch locked or you know what i mean and this is just for chilling purposes right so most of your day will be gone but if you utilize that for me um i utilize cannabis in different ways with terpenes so that when I need to be a little bit more focused and aware, then I'm smoking like Durban poison or I'm smoking, smoking something with a lot of tepinaline that keeps me a little bit more focused and alert, happy. You know what I mean? So I think it's how people smoke that cannabis and, you know, the process of learning more about that plant that gives people the urges to like, you know what I mean? Want to learn more about the cannabis process one. And then, of course, to avoid that stigma that's still surrounding cannabis and by ways. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I agree. And, and all our endocannabinoid systems are different. It's like I like to say like basketball, like everybody's shot is a little bit different, but it'll still go in. Right. So I'm like, I can't tell my best friend what's the best to me. Right. So I'm like, oh, you got to learn yourself. You got to figure it out yourself and just push from there. So grow your own shit like I do. So grow your own shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you have a background in like firearms, correct? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your opinion on this because in a lot of states, if you hold a like a medical cannabis card, you mm-hmm. can't have like your like your CCW. Like what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that's right or 
What's your opinion? Go go a little bit deeper. Make a question a little bit clearer for me. So, like, um, do you think people that hold their medical cannabis cards should be allowed to have their CCWs or their their open carry permits? Why because not? in a lot of in, in a few states, you can't have both. Right. No, I think no, no. That stigma should be knocked out. I mean, why not? If we can drink and hold and hold guns, why not? We need to go ahead and make. We need to go ahead and like. Go ahead and make fucking cannabis like happy hour. Like, you know how we can drink a happy hour at work? You need to go ahead and just make it like that, you know? And then it'll kind of all knock things down. But yeah, I don't No, I, I think that's foul, man. I think that's foul. I didn't even know that, to be honest with you, but I think that's foul. Yeah. And a, a lot of states that um that have like recreational cannabis or whatever it is, or medical cannabis, if you have that that card, you're not allowed to have like a CCW or you have to like give it up. That's not that's not cool, man. That's not that's not right. I don't think that goes hand in hand on, on where the world's going and what's going on with cannabis. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I mean, none of it really does. It makes, you know, everything that we see on television and anything, everything that we process is conflicting, right? So people don't want to get guns. Some people don't want to get guns because of the violence part of it. Some people have to get guns because they want to protect their family, Right. Um, there's sure. just a lot of it out there. So just again, I feel like there's a stigma involved with that too. You know what I mean? Even the thought of talking about guns with some people makes them uncomfortable. Um, and, and it depends too where you're at. I'm from Chicago. You know, talking about guns usually just may put me in a bad place. You know what I'm saying? But now that I've lived in a state where it's like you could carry a gun. And you know what I mean? You don't have to necessarily have a CCW. You just don't carry it. You know what I mean? You could have it at home. Um, I think it kind of took away a little bit of that feeling of not having a weapon. You know what I mean? And, and not, you know what I mean? Protecting my home and protecting my assets and stuff like that. And I like, so it's, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was no, going to no. say. It's just like we're talking about don't let it smoke you. Like, if you can be responsible with weed, you'll be responsible with your kind. Like, it's that simple, you know? Yes. I just feel like there's not, not like too many irresponsible, like, weed smokers. Like, you don't see people selling their furniture or things to go buy weed, or it's not like that. <laughs> I, I just think it's like that stigma is so, like, rooted and so deep. I don't know how long it's going to take to to get out of that. Um, and it just sucks. Because yeah. <laughs> it could be it could be a benefit to so many people. For sure. Especially externally. Like people don't get high and go crash or anything like external. I think everything is like internal. What you're dealing with, like, am I smoking too much? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. If anything, it just make you think a little bit more yeah. second guess or you know, just it's it's not, or it's not like, like you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're just exactly. allowing people to think for you is what it is. You know what I mean? In 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 this country we have a lot of people that we think things for us you know what i mean and lets us know what's best for us you know what i mean and that that sometimes is not the way that sometimes is like you know what i mean not not the way life goes you can't have something consistently thinking for you you know what i mean you have to make decisions based upon you know good thoughts uh statistics you know what i mean like you just got to use your brain and I think Absolutely. that in this, you know, I, ju- I think that in this country, we're led that way to believe that things are bad. And so when there's smoke, there's fire. Right. So we put a stigma to this situation to undo that. 
years and years and years of just a prohibition, really, right? I it's agree. tough to it's tough to wash that off. It's right. tough to be like, hey, guess what? Let's make this federally legal. And that that's the reason why I feel like there's just always a conflict. Whether it's with carrying guns, whether it's with smoking cannabis, you know, we're always having we 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 allow people to think for us. Nobody said, "Hey, take what I said," you know, with every serious piece of seriousness in your life. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody said that to you, but we're led to think that way from a very early age. To hey, watch the TV, listen to the president of the United States. You know what I mean? Do what's in the best interest of somebody else. Agreed. So yeah. It sucks. So, um, I wanted to um, ask you. Hold on, federal legalization, uh, like pros and cons. What do you? What's your thoughts on that? Because I feel like that's going to change the game a lot. Um, I'm not so sure how many, how much is in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and I'd be hesitant to say what I say because you know you, you got to watch what you're saying nowadays. But whether it's edited or not, right? Um, but I, I'll say. So I think federally. I think federal is waiting on health care and pharmaceutical industries, to be honest with you. Um, I'm noticing that uh, a lot of these tobacco companies are buying, you know, certain cannabis companies. Right. And, you know, and then on the federal, on the legal side, it's OK, this is legal now. So I think they're like kind of waiting until like Coca-Cola and everybody can kind of gear up and get themselves in order. Like I see can cannabis cola coming out. What is can cola? Can cola? Can cola. <laughs> uh, cola. Have you all seen uh, Mary Joe? Like the cup of Joe and marijuana. Cup? It's like a soda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think they're waiting and then they're going to legalize it, man. I, that's that's all. That's the only thing I can kind of see on that. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's it just doesn't make sense, to be honest with you. I remember being recruited out of college. I went to UCLA. I mean, out of high school. I'm sorry. I went to UCLA and everybody was smoking, rolling up. Right. It was a good time. Right. And then I went to Indiana. And you better not smoke there. University of Indiana. So and that that was just a little disconnect there. So I. It's tough, man. It's tough to see what federal talking about and kind of where they're going with it. But hopefully it's legal in the next five to 10. I think in the next 10 to 15 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're, you're like, if that happens, like your book is even like, more important to get out there and spread the word out with that message? Absolutely. And that's what I'm hoping that's going to happen. That's why I'm continuing to push it. It's kind of like gambling. When gambling first came out, everybody was like, okay, we can gamble, right? And then they came up with, 1-800, if you gamble too much, call this line. And that's why I'm going to come out like 1-800 if you smoke too much. <laughs> yeah. We're going to create a system. I'm not going to tell you to stop smoking. We can still hold on to it as long as we can. You feel me? But we're going to create a system that works for you. So that's it. Yeah. That's got to be. There's got to be. There's got to be the way. And that sounds fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. So I'm going to need y'all help to, to, you know, to kind of get it out there. And absolutely. That was, was a start for sure. Yeah. How, I, last question, because I'm just intrigued by like this whole, like with everything. Yeah. How hard was it? Like the, the research part, like getting actual like data and things that you can, you know, back your, your claims with. It, it was tough because n people don't know what's accurate. Right. Especially mm -hmm. around the cannabis industry. So it was tough to like take certain things. You actually said this, Rocky. Take certain things symbolically, not take it like literally, right? You had to take it like symbolically and process it and filter it how I believe it's going through. So, and on top of that, I, I was I still had my habit, man. So I was still smoking. So it took longer to even get the book going. You know, <laughs> I'm just being honest, Rocky. It was tough to put the structure together. Yeah, 
um, <laughs> you know, and then I would go fly out to meet people to go do research with them. And then we'll just start smoking and get to know each other. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the research. Just... So it took a little minute, man, but I got to meet the relationship before I got to the research and I got to know the person before I got to the research and now ended up working them out in my favor, you know? So yeah. I, I appreciate that it worked, worked out that way for sure. No, and we will. And let me tell you something. If there's anything that works, it's like the power of the internet. So we're definitely going to get that word out there on the streets because I think it's good to get this information from everybody. The mm-hmm. fact that you used to be a professional athlete, I'm like immediately. I want to read it because you know what I mean. I want to. I want to get that perspective from everyone. You know what That's I mean? Right. Because I've been smoking for such a long time. It has been so difficult, you know what I mean? And I know already that this was probably one of the most difficult things that you had to do in your in your life. Yeah. But we're glad that you put it out there, you know what I mean? Because I think anything that helps to break the stigma or lead people on a path where they can use uh, cannabis responsibly is always a fantastic thing. Absolutely. Especially for the young and youth coming up. Yes. And that's what I'm going to try to do, get the book out to schools and start speaking to schools. So if you know anyone, let me know. We can kind of get it going. Uh, we've already started, but let me know. We can kind of work that out for sure. Especially like um, psychologists, yeah. you know, like when they really need to like stay focused and things like that and not let let the, um, let the cannabis control them. That would be a, a good good spot for it for sure. Oh, HBCUs. Yeah. Um, I'm on the line with the HBCUs right now, yeah. so I'm trying to get my foot in the door. So I'm I'm trying my best, and I want to do it the most conscious way. So start with the black community first. People got locked up for it, right? And then do like corner classes for free, right? You know, and then just go into like the big stage. I don't. I'm not trying to like. You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah. Ground level first. The people who are actually really dealing with it, like you know. So. Yeah, I, I think that's important. I think that that's almost forgotten about sometimes. So that's amazing. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. I, I appreciate that awareness for sure. Yeah. And um, I appreciate your like your your stick to itness to complete this book because it's a major deal in my eyes. So um, appreciate you, brother, man. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you both. Thank you both. Before before we get you up out of here, we have to know um, what you've been smoking on. Yeah, so right now I'm actually growing beach wedding. You know anything hey, about you beach grow wedding? too? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a grower, but I am growing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just starting. Um, so I'm not the best, but I'm just starting. But I'm I'm growing some beach wedding right now. I actually smoked some some little Bigfoot by uh, Fire Bros yesterday. I'm going to get it today again. Let's just say <laughs> that good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna roll it in the backwood wrap too. I'm not gonna roll. I'm not healthy. I'm gonna roll it in the nice little wood wrap. Okay, you you more of a flower smoker? Yeah, I'm more of a flower smoker. Um, I just always started off that way and kind of stuck to it. That's awesome. Smoking all rocky. Uh, cherry on cherry on top by Circle S Farms, and of course, I went back to La Bamba from GLP because it's just a great smoke. Highly recommended. Very, very optimistic smoke. Uh, so what you've been smoking on, Jarrell? Uh, I got you finally got around to trying the, um, these vapes from, uh, Vice from the people at, uh, uh, Virtue. Uh, I got the uh, banana runs. Pretty damn tasty. 
pretty yes. damn tasty. Yeah, loaded with turps. So shout out to the people at Vice and Virtue. They they doing their damn thing with these new vapes. So awesome, awesome. All right, Cyrus. If uh, anybody wants to learn more about this book and they want to purchase it, because that's what we should be doing: purchase and support. Where can they get this book? Yeah, so they can go to cleverchief.org. They can go there to purchase it, or they can go to Amazon if that's easier for you and type in Don't Let It Smoke You. I mean, if you have any questions or want to know a little bit more about the book, you can go to Don't Let It Smoke You at gmail.com and just hit me up. I'll respond at any time. And uh, that's, what, that's where we'll be at, for sure. Yeah. Hey, folks. And uh, if you're an influencer out there, thank you all for hitting us up. But hey, look, if you're one of those Amazon influencers, throw that shit on your list. Come on. <laughs> There you Let's go. There you go I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, we thank you folks for listening. We are at all social media platforms at HighBudTunders, or you can go on to www.HighBudTunders.com forward slash podcast to listen to the podcast forward slash shop to buy some of our wonderful, incredible swag items that we have online. Okay. So if you guys are, uh, if you guys want to learn more, about this book, I highly recommend it. We are definitely going to be blasting this out. Uh, um, so check it out. Let us know what you think. Send us some good messages. Let him know what you think by liking it on Amazon, hitting them stars, guys, because that's really what matters. Uh, and people will be looking, so they'll be aware. We thank you all for listening. We love you to our listeners. And as always, stay high, but tenders up. I appreciate that. I like to leave everybody with like, do what you do, just don't let it smoke you, right? That's it. Yes. Make it, make it, I'm saying. I said I love my city. But I don't think you hear me though. I said I love my city.